Lemon and Katie on 1019 News Talk STL. Gonna get Dr. Randy Tobler on the phone here in just a moment. First, wanted to remind you about our show coming up. Uh, it's barely a week away. Next Saturday, January 27th, we are having a show at Westport Playhouse. It's Katie and I, uh, our band, which is called Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine, uh, which you can't say without laughing. Uh, Mark Close's band, Close's Quarters, and our buddy Lenny Mink. We will all be performing. This is your chance to come out and see Katie sing and see our great band, which is phenomenal uh plus mark's band which is amazing as well some great local music it's going to be a great party fun atmosphere we got a lot of special guests and surprises planned for a super fun night and it all goes to benefit thrive st louis which is a women's clinic we're talking about you know um uh, women's health in that last segment and how important it is and Thrive St. Louis is a great organization um, and we are so happy and proud to be able to put on this event with all the proceeds going to Thrive and we can't do that without our sponsors so a huge thank you to Gutter Pros and to Weber Chevrolet Weber Chevrolet has been you know there for the local music scene and for so many other organizations in the community for such a long time and, and thanks to them and of course Gutter Pros we can put on this great party, have this great event, and give all the proceeds to Thrive St. Louis. So you can go to the Westport Plaza or the Westport Playhouse website, which is westportplay.com. You can also, I have it on my Twitter. I have a link to my t- to tickets there on my Twitter at Tony Colombo Talk on Twitter. And you can, tickets are just $15. Get your tickets now. Um, we have sold a lot, but there are still some, there's still plenty of really great tickets left. So get your tickets now and come join us because it's going to be an awesome night. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Um, I just can't wait to sing again. I can't wait to be with the band again. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how I closest quarters sounds. Yeah. And it's so funny because our band only plays a couple times a year, like tops. And it's been over a year since we played last time. And mm-hmm. the last time we played, you were pregnant. I was pregnant. You I was haven't six had a chance to, pregnant. You haven't had a chance to rock out non-pregnant it's in like so two fun. years. Yes. So uh this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. And uh we want you to be there because again, just a lot of great music, fun party atmosphere all for a great cause again Westport Playhouse next Saturday January 27th get your tickets now because they are going fast and you want to make sure that you can be a part of the show so check it out Uh, also again a link on my Twitter at Tony Colombo talk on Twitter Tobler or no, 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 Dr. Randy mm-hmm. Tobler right now. Dr. Randy Tobler is not only a radio host, you know, here on News Talk STL, but every morning uh, on the Eagle in Columbia and also still a practicing doctor. So sometimes, <laughs> going on. sometimes uh, you know, he's got uh, he's got something going on. So uh, we'll see if we can reconnect with Doc before the end of the show this afternoon. If not, we'll catch up to him very, very soon. Uh, here's something that I found interesting uh, story today. Ron DeSantis sharing campaign regrets. I didn't know you shared regrets until you were done. Yeah. <laughs> Till you exited, so the race. it kind of gives you maybe an idea of uh, his thought process. Although to be fair, I I guess he was asked about this, so it wasn't like he was volunteering campaign regrets. But uh, the Florida governor today 
expressed your regret at sparring with and shunning the media early in his campaign and said that he should have gone on, quote, all the corporate shows. I'm not sure this is a real, I don't know, I'm not sure this is like. That does not sound uh, is right. This a, is this really a mea culpa or is this still, is he still taking a shot at people? I don't know. You tell me. Here's the rest of the story. During an appearance on Hugh Hewitt's radio show, the Florida governor was asked what errors he had made since announcing his candidacy that he is willing to correct in order to be successful. DeSantis said that presidential campaigns often hinged significantly on media coverage and admitted he came into the race not doing many appearances for major networks. He said, quote, I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate shows. I should have gone on everything. I started doing that as we got into the end of the summer and we did it. But we had an opportunity, I think, to come out of the gate and to do that. And reach a much broader folk. Um, I agree that he stumbled out of the gate. I'm not sure going on, quote, all the corporate shows would have solved that problem. I don't even know what that means. Go on all the corporate shows. Look, take all the shots in the media you want. The media deserves it. The media sucks. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what that means. I should have gone on all the corporate shows. I, I don't, I don't think know that was the issue. Was that the problem? Is that why that, that was the Ron issue? DeSantis' campaign didn't catch on? Because, in all honesty, why it definitely is not the issue? Because he took the alternative route to go on X to get to a wider audience. Yeah. So, I mean, and we know that that was a flop, yeah, like you just said. It was it was just a horrible start to it all. But to me, whenever he says I should have gone on the corporate media to get more eyes in front of me so people could hear my message, it's like, well, dude, you did do try to do that. You went on X social media, which has thousands upon thousands, if not millions more people on social media every single day. And it just didn't work. I mean, it was a it was a flop from the from the get go. But it. The idea that the issue is that he didn't go on mainstream media makes it so that he ha- doesn't have other aspects of that campaign to blame. Mm-hmm. And when you've gone through three different staff changes, when you've had a high turnover rate, either because people are leaving or because you're telling them to leave, which that has been done in Ron DeSantis's campaign. It's all unfortunate, but the fact still remains this wasn't your year. Try again, I hope, in 2028. But this campaign was not good from the jump. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that, you know, like I said, you don't usually give out, uh, you don't usually start making uh, or admitting to your regrets Mm -hmm. until something is over with. Um, And he also... If you if you listen to that question and they went on to they they discussed this in that interview, um, Hewitt said, "I want to read the I want to read the question verbatim because it's important." He said that um, he was asked what errors he had made since announcing his candidacy that he is willing to correct in order to be successful in March. In March, which means to me that he is. He is bypassing New Hampshire and South Carolina because we know mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis is not going to do well in New Hampshire and South Carolina. So to me, that makes it sound like he's saying, 
we're putting all of our eggs into the Super Tuesday basket, which is in early March, and that'll be a whole lot of states on the line. So to me, that makes it almost sound like he's admitting defeat. Like, we're not even going to try in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Although, and we all we know that he's not trying in South in New Hampshire because there were reports yesterday that he took all of his campaign staff out yeah. of New Hampshire and sent them down to South Carolina. Yeah. So we know he's not. We know he's given up on New Hampshire, which is in just what like five days from now. It's on. It's Tuesday, um, and then South Carolina is at the end of. February, I believe, and then we have Super Tuesday. So it sounds like it sounds like that uh, Ron DeSantis is is just kind of giving up on New Hampshire and maybe even South Carolina and focusing on those Super Tuesday states. But is he wrong for doing no, that? I mean, I don't you- think so. Well, especially not New Hampshire. I don't know about South Carolina. There's South Carolina. There feels like to me like there's still a. I know he's not going to win second because Nikki Haley was the governor there and. It's her state, and Donald Trump is obviously going to win. But I feel like there's some that he could pick up some more votes, you know, some more percentage points, and maybe a few more delegates there. So um, I don't know about I don't know if it's the right thing to give up completely on South Carolina at this point. But I do I do think it's the In right New thing Hampshire. To do I think New Hampshire. It's okay to pick up your things. Ooh, and they get hate. Out of they there. do not like Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. I wonder what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I cannot wrap my head around why. Why when him? Chris Christie has more, like almost three to one support over you in New Hampshire in a state. That's why him. That's weird. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Chris Christie's at like 15% and DeSantis is at like 5%. It is an interesting, it is interesting that he right now would already be saying the things he's saying about the failures of his, of his campaign. And I'm wondering what at the end of it all, for however long he lasts, he will come out and say the ultimate, the ultimate nail in the coffin was for him because, you know, I just, He has substance and he has policies and he has examples through a freaking pandemic that should be scoring him big in a Trump way. He's got a record. He's got. Yeah, he's got a record that you would think. Well, I mean, that's what we all said and thought going into. That's what we all said and thought going into this presidential election season. We all thought as soon as it's official, as soon as Ron DeSantis makes it official, it's going to be this big one-on-one battle um, between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis is the first candidate, you know, the first Republican candidate that's got that can be tough like Trump, has a record to back up what he says and does, and it's like none of that even matters. matters. It doesn't matter. None of that even matters. And that's why, going back to it, it's not the corporate media's fault. Now, granted, I, it is Trump's fault and it is Nikki Haley's fault to some degree after that report you read that he had all of that negative press and he had the most negative press and the most negative attack ads. That's probably... He had the most attack yeah, ads yeah. on him from those people. So they did yeah. have a part to play in it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily think it was anything to do with corporate media. Yeah, that's a, that's that is an important point. Katie's referencing the story that we did earlier this week. Um, it was there was a report by the Federal Elections uh, Department, they, whatever it's the Federal Elections 
camp, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, I can't. Remember, I don't know why I can't think of that last word. But anyway, you know, it was it was a federal report that showed that Ron DeSantis has been targeted by negative ads more than twice as much as any other presidential candidate. So he has been under attack maybe more than any other presidential candidate. But that, which definitely plays a role, but I don't think it explains completely why he has been such a flop. Um, and it does sound like he is basically bypassing New Hampshire and South Carolina and putting all of his eggs in the Super Tuesday basket, which, by the way, is on March 5th. And states include on that day Alabama, Arkansas, Alaska, California, Colorado, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, oh Oklahoma, gosh. Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. Goodness. All of those Goodness. states have their primaries on Super Tuesday on March 5th. So it sounds like DeSantis is definitely in it at least through Super Tuesday to get an idea of how of where he stands after, like. after that date. Uh, one more quick story here. A freshman Democrat has proposed a bill to remove the Statue of Liberty. I, I saw this video. <laughs> so it's not completely real. He, he, he is talking about it, but he's more trying to make a point. His point is ridiculous, however. Maxwell Frost, a Democrat out of Florida, was mocked on social media today for telling Republicans to pass a bill to remove the Statue of Liberty along with their bigoted immigration law. A House Oversight and Accountability Committee hearing on immigration discussed the House's Secure the Border Act, a comprehensive border security and immigration bill passed back in May. The bill would restrict the asylum process for people crossing the border and require resumed construction of the border wall. The freshman congressman was one of many Democrats who attacked the bill, though he also produced a mock bill to remove the Statue of Liberty for Republicans also to pass, saying, quote, my colleagues from the other side of the aisle, let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you can't, if you plan to reject them, if you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill. Then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. Tee hee. He's so funny. He's such a funny guy. He's a funny guy. <laughs> He's a funny guy. I just, little, even from Republicans, little things like that where it's cutesy time. Yeah. It's like, mm. Mm, I, mm-hmm. Are people on your aisle even laughing? It goes back to what you said the other day about uh, about just the grandstanding of politics now. This 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 in your face show off showmanship in in politics now that sort of got introduced to in to us in a big way by Donald Trump. And not saying that Donald Trump would do something like this, but like your your point was that you know Donald Trump kind of changed the game. Yes, but Donald Trump's still the only one that can kind of get away with it. Everybody else who tries to do this like this ridiculous show, it never it never look it always backfires. And the problem with that clip is that he knows it's going to be circulated and then yeah. conservatives take the bait and yeah. isolate that and they say see look at That's what true. this look at what this person's trying it's to true do because I've seen it I've seen it reported as a like oh he's really promoting he's really put up a bill to remove the statue of liberty as I said from the very beginning that's not what he's doing he's using it as a he's cutesy. mocking yes yeah. yeah it's not a real bill it's not a real bill he's trying to make a point it's a dumb point 
it's a dumb thing to do. Dumb. But it's not a real thing. It's not, you know, I have seen people reporting and and me too. And reacting like, like I can't believe it. This Democrat is it's they've Listen. put on they've gone too far. They've put on a bill to tear down the Statue of Liberty. And now what he's trying to do. Now what he got. Yeah, you're right. So they do take the bait in in that way. Nobody, another story where nobody looks good. No. (laughs) The person doing it looks like a buffoon and the people falling for the... Everybody's uh, an a-hole. Yeah, yeah. That's a a good, we should put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. There's a new TikTok challenge that is going to make your blood boil and uh, going to get somebody killed, I believe. I want to tell you about that a little bit. Uh, Also, AI holograms are bringing people back from the dead. And there are comedy, George Carlin comedy specials, Elvis Presley concerts. Weird. Are we, is this okay? Is this, weird? are we going to, is this something that we're all okay with? Dr. Tobler's also on the line. Oh, great. Well, I'm going to ask him that, I'm going to ask him that question as well. All right, we're going to talk to Dr. Randy Tobler and get to the bottom of all this next on Columbo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. That's a little Perry Woods music there for you. He'll be at that show on January 27th. Perry is the guitar player in our band, and we hope to see everybody out there for a great show, for a great cause. Katie and I's band, Mark Close's band, Lenny Mink, all playing. Uh, Great show, lots of fun, lots of great local music, lots of uh, just a great party atmosphere, great surprises, guests, and it's all for Thrive STL. All proceeds for that show go to Thrive St. Louis. Tickets available now at the Westport Playhouse website or my Twitter at Tony Colombo Talk. Um, the show is at Westport Playhouse next Saturday, January 27th. Get your tickets now and hope to see you out there. And all proceeds go to Thrive St. Louis. All right. Joining us on the line now is Dr. Randy Tobler. Doc, thanks uh, for your time. I know you are. I can't. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a busy person, but to have uh, a radio show every single day, a radio show on Saturday mornings, and also be a uh, practicing physician is uh, got to be pretty crazy. So I appreciate you carving out a few minutes for us. How are you, my well, friend? I'm so I'm sorry I stood you up, but I was uh, I, I was but I was right in the middle of a pap smear. I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> got to get that done. Was it yours? No, okay. Um, Katie, you, Katie, you appreciate that. I do. I'll be stepping out to do an interview as much as I love you guys. No, so no, no. Thing. Please finish. Yeah. Dr. Tobler, that's well, some real women's health yeah. care right there. Always finish. <laughs> that always is. finish the, with the patients before yeah. you take but, time out to talk to us. But, well, a week without my Tony and Katie fix is like a day without oh. the sunshine, though. Hey, so and, hey look, we feel yeah. the same way about you, Doc, so we really yeah. appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things things happening right now um you know what let's do one more let's talk about this this uh uh bill in the in the capital real quick and then i want to get to some of these other things like the ai mm-hmm. the ai situation senate democrats have sunk an amendment to halt palestinian aid until hamas hostages are released so senate democrats they voted down an amendment to freeze aid to any palestinian government until hostages held by Hamas are released and the Palestinian Authority renounces the terrorist group. The measure was proposed by Senator Rand Paul. 
Uh, it failed to reach the required 60 votes. It it didn't even get a majority. The final tally was 44 in favor, 50 against the measure. Obviously, the vast majority voting against it were Democrat. Hamas is currently holding between 130 and 240 hostages, including at least six Americans whose conditions are unknown. Paul said today on the Senate floor, quote, we speak of human rights, but reward those who violate them. We can no longer afford empty rhetoric. It makes no sense to borrow money from China, turn around and give it that money away to foreign countries. It is physically irresponsible and it is weakening our national security. America must demand a change, a change in behavior from those who not ex- who do not accept Israel's right to exist from those who actually seek the destruction of the state of Israel and murder innocent Israelis. Uh, He also goes on to make the point that uh, the Palestinian Authority hasn't even condemned the October 7th attacks. So while many people in this country and many politicians on the Democratic side will say, you know, giving money to the Palestinian Authority for human aid is not supporting the Hamas terrorists I'm not sure that it isn't, Doc. And and the fact that they can't even condemn the terrorist attack on October seventh, uh, I'm 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 okay with Rand Paul taking a look at uh, you know cutting off money that we're yeah. sending over there. What are your thoughts? Look, I, well, look, I I feel about this as I did. This is in the same lane giving giving money that is in big air finger quotes, you know, for humanitarian aid to a terrorist sympathizing, if not sponsoring, Palestinian Authority is like saying that by the government giving money for breast uh, for mammograms and pap smears to uh, to planned parenthood that they're not funding abortions right i mean it's a it's basically contributing to their general fund so that they can divert some of those monies to other nefarious activities i it's the same kind of a thing and we don't approve you know any tax money going to supposed non-abortion activities to reproductive health services but you know they are you know what's going on mm-hmm. that's what's happening and it's the same story different chapter here so i agree with you i mean i think we've got to we as much as we want to see those hostages back i think we've got to play hardball and every time we start negotiating with hostages and playing patsy cake with them, it never works out well. And in yeah. this case, you know, giving more aid, you're not going to buy terrorists off. You're just not going to do it. And these days, you're certainly not going to be able to to outspend a China or uh, maybe in collusion yeah. with Iran and Russia, who can certainly give more aid than we ever would want to. Yeah, yeah. And and this money, they're not even. We're not even negotiating with it. We're just sending it to them. It's just part of our policy to send this money to the Palestinian Authority. Because it's not, it's technically not the same as the Hamas terrorists. This, they're not even, so we're not even negotiating with this money. We're just giving it away. I mean, like, that is, I, I think if most people well, realized just how uh, loosey-goosey we were with, you know, sending money uh, around the world, particularly to this group, which is obviously at least, at least, if not, if the Palestinian Authority isn't, isn't a terrorist group itself, it's obviously at least very cozy with the terrorists that are running their, their oh, of course. country. Their oh, area. absolutely. They're kissing cousins. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, you, you mentioned Rand Paul's statement there, borrowing money from China to try to buy hostages back, which, you know, how, how much will be enough? Well, you give them a little bit now and then they'll be, oh, that was good. We'll take, a, you know, $100 million now. Well, we, we need $200 million. Then we'll think about it. No, I mean, and it especially stings. 
as I don't know about you, but I, as a, as an independent business person has to have to now, you know, pay, uh, estimated taxes. I just, we just wrote that check the other day. Every American is getting ready to pay their taxes. So man, that makes it sting even more, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll get, yeah. we'll see how this all plays out, but not only did it not even come close to getting the votes it needed, it didn't even get the majority of votes. So obviously there's a long way to go, and this is why in, uh, elections are so important yeah. um, and getting what seems like some common sense, um, uh, you know, uh, ruling the day again here in this country. Uh, well, what Donald a- Trump's already made a statement. You see, he came out on Truth Social and said, like, look, don't even talk about negotiating on a border deal, you GOPers. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we don't get everything we want and all we want on the border as a first and necessary, uh, you know, condition for any discussion, forget about it. Well, remember Mike Johnson so, made that ultimatum. He, he told the president no more money for, um, uh, Ukraine. for Ukraine or or Israel or the Middle East. No more aid, aid for these wars overseas unless you pass our border deal. Um that, that that still hasn't happened yet, one way or the other, and I agree with Trump on that one. It, they if if Mike if Mike Johnson if the Republicans back down at all and don't stand behind that ultimatum, um, that's a big problem. And uh, hopefully they uh, have the backbone to stand up to them. Uh, Doc, I want to get your thoughts on this before uh, we run out of time. Uh, I don't know if you were a fan of George Carlin or if you were a fan of Elvis Presley, but both of these men have been in the news this week because there are new shows. There is a new George Carlin stand-up special that is being worked on and released that is completely AI-generated. Like, AI, like an AI program wrote new jokes... Like studied, they 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 plugged in all the George Carlin jokes and comedy specials and appearances that he made on you know like a Tonight Show and things like that, and said, "All right, write a new comedy special in you know as George Carlin would." And apparently, that's a thing that could be released. And now, and even though George Carlin's family is fighting it, and now there's also an immersive show called Elvis Evolution. It's coming uh, this year to London, but it is supposed to go on a big world tour after that, which is like your chance to go see Elvis perform, but it's, it's an AI hologram. It's <laughs> weird and unnatural to me. Yeah. Doc, are we, are we, where are we at? Are we accepting this? Are we accepting like dead artists can just go back on tour with these hologram AI performances? <laughs> or are we, are we saying, are we saying what Katie's saying? Like, this is a little too weird. Let's not do this. Uh, what, have, what are it we deciding weird. as a, as a society here? I, I don't know. This is a brave new world. And uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling that no matter how, how accurate they claim this will be and how authentic it may appear. I think that the nuances will be missing. Yeah. I think the body language will be missing. I think, I I think it'll be clear to people that AI is only as good as AI. It's only as good as a computer can get a a computer computer uh, in all of its majesty will never match the creativity and the spontaneity and the organic, just the organic um, production qualities that the human brain has. Let's uh, say so it I, did, I, I, Doc. Let's say it did. Let's say you're a huge. Let's say you're a huge Elvis fan, and you never got a chance to see Elvis Presley perform live. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, here's a hologram show with this fake Elvis on stage that looks and sounds and acts like Elvis. Are you? 
Do you go to that show and think to yourself, oh, I'm so glad I finally got a chance to see Elvis? I don't think so. Because you didn't, but like... I don't know. Like, what do you? What if it did? What if it was a, a pretty good well, copy? No, look. I mean, well, given some of the in my music days, some of the really bad Elvis impersonators that were <laughs> back in the band. Yeah, I think that may, that may be a better alternative. Yeah, I don't know. At least that was a human being. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're right. You know, it's it's you a brave new I mean, world. Right? Go ahead, Kate. There's some pretty think about pretty bad ones out there. Man. I mean, and think about paying all of that money. It's not going to be like, this is a $50 ticket. If you're going to go see a hologram, it's going to be like 100 200 oh, It's going to yeah. be up there. Yeah. And then you come back and you're like, the disappointment, because it isn't, it doesn't do what you thought it was going to do for yeah. you. Yeah. It just, it seems so... In a, and for some reason, the AI, if for some reason, the Carlin thing bothers me even it's more. Bothers Because some. it's right and new. It's like... It's like pretending to be George Carlin, and you're not. And I and I'll tell you what: if they really loaded all of George Carlin's stuff into a computer and said, "Do what he would do," the computer would say, "George Carlin would hate this. I'm not. Cannot do this. <laughs> yeah, like override. He override. would hate that. Yeah, I could. I could only imagine his reaction to something like this if he was alive and this kind of thing was happening, because it doesn't sound like something he'd be he'd be down for. But uh, I, I, I would, I'd be curious. Yeah. I'd be curious, and I'd probably, on that basis, be interested in in experiencing it. But I just can't imagine it's going to take off the way they they're mm-hmm. pitching. Yeah, it. Well, I have see. a morbid curiosity. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's like, what's it? Yeah. How accurate is it? What's it going to look like? But uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't that's know. crazy. The whole that's thing crazy. is a little wow. creepy. Weird. Yeah, the whole thing's a little creepy <laughs> to me. Doc, uh, Can really. You imagine what that would do for debate prep, though. I mean, <laughs> they, that's a tool that could be very useful for listen, debate prep. For listen, oh, I guess so. Or just, do, or you could do rallies in multiple states. You that's could be in. There are, there are already. This is real. There are already social media influencers that have created AI versions of themselves that oh. put out videos on YouTube for them as them. That Weird. once they're programmed, they can basically have this. This avatar of theirs go out and do and put out new content and be them. I don't like, like yeah, that. Wow. like yeah, and that's already happening. Mm. That's not like a, a thought. That's already happening. So yeah, could imagine that's, like you could have Trump. Yeah, you could have Trump rallies in fifteen different states on the same night with some with a thing on stage actually doing the rally, but it's AI. Creepy. Yeah. Doc, we are way out of time. They could, yeah. I don't think they can AI the little Donald Trump dance, though. No, That's I don't true. think so either. That's I a great think point. So. <laughs> Dr. Randy Toler every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. here on News Talk STL every morning at the Eagle in Columbia. Doc, thanks so much, as always, for your time, my friend. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Columbo and Katie back tomorrow, too. In the meantime, make sure you have the podcast. Keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next. Then Tim Jones and Chris Arps. Have a great rest of your day.